Welcome to Captain's Corner, a podcast about community, mission, and culture. This podcast is a ministry of the Salvation Army of Tampa, where we exist because we believe every person can be the person God has called them to be. Please check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at SalArmyTampa. And of course, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We hope you guys enjoy the episode. Hi, friends. We're excited to bring you this fourth season of Captain's Corner. Today, we started off with Dr. Sean Opeblo, and I think you'll enjoy this conversation as well. just want to tell you a little bit about what's coming. I just finished a few minutes ago, actually, my interview with Christopher West, who's the author of Our Bodies Tell God's Story. Some of you might know him for his books on the theology of the body. We have Dr. Robert Tuttle talking about his book with uh, written on E. Stanley Jones. S.D. Smith, who's a children's book author of the Green Ember series. I think you're going to love that conversation. Dr. Walt Laramore, who's a medical doctor. Some of you will know him from his time with Focus on the Family, and maybe he had a show on cable news as well. We have also coming on um, Tony Umholtz, a former NFL player, and Matt Laporta, a former Major League Baseball player. And then we have some people right here from Tampa, J.D. Pelecchia and Dale Peterson. So this, that's what's coming this season on Captain's Corner. Today is a really unique time, though. We have a couple of giveaways through this season. So as our podcast has grown, we have some folks who are interested in sharing some of their resources with us. So for instance, today... Sean O'Peblo has given us a CD, his CD of spirituals that will be given out. So here's how you can get that CD. The first person to share a link to this podcast and hashtag us at Captain's Corner. So maybe you could share it from our page or wherever it is. Um, we'll get a copy of that CD. So we'll be in touch with you and I think you'll really enjoy it. So we'll, it's completely free to you. And just listen closely through the season. We have several other giveaways coming your way. So check that out as we get going through this season of Captain's Corner. I appreciate everybody who has subscribed. If you if you subscribe to this on whatever podcast app you use, that really helps us. It kind of gives us an audience and it makes it worth our while to do this. If you enjoy what you've heard on this podcast, it'd be great if you're on Apple platforms just to uh, give us a review, say a couple sentences about us. It really means a lot to us when you share this podcast. If you find something interesting that others might see, if you just write a line or two, that really increases the scope. And we've had sometimes where people have shared a podcast and all of a sudden we've had an extra 200 views or 200 downloads that day. So again, this is just an opportunity for us to engage people and have an opportunity for these conversations to go further and make an impact on people's lives. If you even to share a portion of it that helps us that helps us like uh, verify this is something that's, uh, that can continue to influence other people with the mission that God's given the Salvation Army and these various influencers and thinkers who we interview um, just want to highlight our thanks to our sponsors for this season PFS Financial and WPO Development a lot of letters there it's not just in the Salvation Army but PFS Financial and WPO Development thanks for making this podcast happen this fourth season God bless you all and as I say at the end of my emails forward to the fight we have an episode here that I am excited about and I'm a little worried about it because this is one of my good friends and I'm afraid that I'm going to forget that we're recording a podcast. I'm glad to welcome to the podcast today, <laughs> Dr. Sean Opeblo. Welcome, Sean, to Captain's Corner. Hey, Andy. How are you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it, see, already it started. I just did my introduction. So Sean and I have a lot of things in common. Uh, we're both part of the Salvation Army as our church. And, but the thing we hold most in common is that 
We are both music composition majors at Asbury University and study with Jim Kerno. Now, Sean, though, is the professor of theory and composition at Wheaton College at their the music conservatory there, and I am not. So obviously, one of us was a success <laughs> success in our, that that field. So, um, but I'm excited to share your Sean's voice with you guys as you hear from him and what God's doing in his life. So, Sean, tell us a little bit about how you became a composer and where all that started. Oh wow. Um... Like 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 uh, like how far should I go back? Well, let's go back to. Um, I know I know that you could say like, you know, I was a young man of three months old. No, but if you could, uh, if you right, could right. say, <laughs> um, maybe like even just like how you got involved with the Salvation Army. I think that's a distinct thing. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I think it's part of it. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting. Um, I grew up in Lexington, Kentucky. Um, my uh, mom, uh, single mom, she raised uh, three of us. Um, mm-hmm. worked multiple jobs. And when I was around age seven or so, we lived in the projects, the government right. housing, which is about 20 minutes, 25 minutes from the Salvation Army Church. Okay. But when I was uh, about um, seven years old, six or seven years old, the Salvation Army Church bus came to our community. Right. Um, um, uh, and it was on, on Wednesday to pick up the community kids to, 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 to come um, um, and have a school come to a Wednesday night youth program. It's kind of like a Girl Scout, Boy Scout type, yeah, yeah. type program. Um, and, um, and so um, the bus would come on Wednesdays. And my mom, being the over, overprotective mother that she was, you know, she was the only mom that kind of came on that bus with us. Awesome. You know? <laughs> and um, before you go too much yeah, farther, so, we should shout out to Miss Mary, your mom, and your sisters, Sharika and Shawnetta, and, you know, we love them too. So, but I can, anybody yeah, who has ever great. met your mom knows exactly what that would look like, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's, it's not surprising. So, so she would come on the bus with us and, uh, on Wednesday nights and we went for, I don't know how long, maybe a couple of months. Um, and we would earn these badges, yeah. um, you know, nature badge, maybe etiquette badge. But I remember we had to earn like a, um, uh, like a Bible badge or church badge or something like that. Right. And so we had to go to church or you know and and so uh and because and i believe because of the compassion and the care that my mom saw with the salvation army already she allowed the church bus to come pick us up on sunday yeah and um so one sunday and i, and I remember this it was the sunday um it was either easter sunday or the, or the sunday before easter i can't remember but we went to a sunrise service okay and it was so early yes and i and i remember thinking oh my gosh it's church this early every Sunday, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, so we went to church and we never stopped going. Wow. Now, now, if you listen to this podcast, you probably know that the Salvation Army has a, a pretty vi- vibrant and strong music tradition. Right. And so from pretty much from day one, they gave my sisters and me a horn to play. We sing in the youth choir. Yeah. Um, and, uh, soon after we soon after we participated in, you know, Sunday worship and, and and I was able to um, uh, because because of my Salvation Army church I went to uh, lots of great musicians and I, and I was able to get some great music instruction and uh, had opportunities to go to music camps sponsored by the Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. But um, it was I was around 14 years old and I remember um, um, I, so I've always enjoyed creating more than performing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, that's uh, that was always a thing, but. 
I remember I wrote a simple arrangement of Be Still, The Presence of the Lord. Wow. For piano and barrister horn. Oh, interesting. And I played it one, I, I played one Sunday, and Jim Curnow, a world-class composer and one of the parishioners at our church here at the Salvation Army in Lexington, um, I remember afterwards, now he's also a euphonium player, a baritone player, and right. he says, you know, you know, nice arrangement, Sean, how about I give you some um, uh, euphonium lessons to help you improve your euphonium playing? So I yeah. said, sure. And so um, um, he was all over the place in terms of his career, so... So uh, anytime he was in town, he would give me free private lessons on the uh, on the euphonium, and, and that lasted for about two or three lessons. Um, and um, and I and, and I said, uh, you know, Mr. Colonel, um, um, could you teach me composition? I mean, I much rather I learn composition than 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 the euphonium horn. And he yeah. says, Oh, sure, I'd much rather teach you composition anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, and so uh, from age 14 to 15, I had formal composition lessons, uh, weekly almost, uh, by a world-class composer. And that, uh, that was hugely important wow. um, step uh, for my, what, what, what would be my future profession. So. Wow. It's amazing, amazing to think of like God's providence. You know, uh, while the Salvation, like you said, the Salvation Army does have a rich musical tradition, like we have musical literature that... Um, you know, for a hundred years, that might be unparalleled by another Protestant denomination. But yet, like, not every core, or like, there's only one Jim Kerno, right? <laughs> and like, right. there's not many cores that would have somebody um, who could supply that. And it's just in God's providence, like being, you know, it's just a total sense of the Holy Spirit leading him, leading you uh, in the each in those steps. I mean, that's amazing. Right. And, and the core too. You you want to say anything else about that? Well, yeah. What's, what's important, though, is 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 this, like, um, you know, while you know while growing up, you know, I had great music instruction, and you know, and my and the and the service army helped my family, and my mom started working for the army. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's all important, but but the whole time they were working on us spiritually, and yes. so um, and so you know we became you know you know strong Christians. Um, you know, so yes, we came in through music and through programs, but, but that wasn't the primary focus of the Salvation Army. Its primary focus was, uh, for salvation, if you will. And so, so, yeah. And and so, uh, that's what I love uh, about, about this movement where they, whether you come in through the homeless shelter or the, or the drug abuse rehab, or for us music and and, and other things, you know, the principal focus is is, is to ultimately, you know, uh, pave a way, you know, to the kingdom. Right, so people can come to know Jesus. And one of the unique things, I remember, you know, you and I first interacted, uh, I was, we were probably 15 and 16 or 16 years old at Star Lake Music Camp. Right, right. And it, like, became, and I, I just came, I wasn't from the, the I, that wasn't my camp, so to speak. I came from another part of the country, and so I came out there and didn't really know anybody. But it became very clear to me that there was this little Lexington contingent right and they were this old there's a little group lexington kentucky is if you know maybe the furthest core away from territorial headquarters in the eastern territory and um there was your you and your sisters and there was another family the defores and mm-hmm. whew, man there was like and they were all but but it's interesting you know while although every one of them was 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 good including your sisters were great at music like really competent musicians um and and maybe had the could have become professional musicians in a certain sense, but they've, as far as I can tell, 
all those folks, and I, I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, mm-hmm. like have become committed disciples of Jesus, like each one of right. them. Right. Oh, sure, sure, yeah. And so, like, like whatever we do in our profession, you know, we we know, yeah, we're we're, we're committed Christians, and because of the Salvation Army, yeah. So, also at the Lexington Salvation Army Church, there was um, uh, Ron and B. Holt who were there. Did you interact mm-hmm. with much, them much in in high school? Or is that oh, mainly when you after you got to Asbury? No, no, yeah. So I mean, I can name several um, people. I, I talked about Jim Colonel because he was my main composition influence. But right, he, right. in many ways, Ron and Behold um, were more influential because you know um, they invited my sisters and me to play with the Salvation Army Student Fellowship Brass Band at Asbury College. So again, around the age fourteen or fifteen, we were playing with this college ensemble. Um, the Southern wow. College Ensemble, um, uh, you know, every Wednesday we would go out for rehearsals and we went on the, you know, twice a year they would have a, a mini tour or mini uh, uh, yeah. trip and we would go on, uh, we would uh, we would participate. So so even before I went to Asbury College, I had already been playing in the band for three or four years. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and which, which Ron Holt uh, and B, Ron and B. Holt, um, you know, led. Uh, Ron led the band and, and B. Holt led let let the choir and we we sing in the band and the choir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that and and is was there anything like I know um anything else from Lexington before I move on to that like I mean you also you had a good high school experience too right like they, yeah. they you were able to write some things there and other things from the core I, I don't want to move I do want to move on from Lexington to your other the journey your the rest of your journey but do you want to say anything more about Lexington yeah, yeah. and so and so because of that you know I went to big high school and had support there um yeah, um, yeah um I mean um I mean, but I you know I'm I don't want to sound like like hyperbolic or anything but like it really wasn't Salvation Army like my music education was really free lessons at the Salvation Army Church wow uh, yeah that was my music education um uh and um I can't it's it's that simple and that in in many ways that amazing that um i'm here today because i had free lessons at the salvation church i mean amen well and just to highlight for everybody like you know sean some of our listeners are are like um community members here in tampa they are board members or people and in both salvation army churches in hillsborough county offer those same type of lessons and you can you can find out the lessons in tampa at our website tampasa.org and you can even sign up we have like um, everything that sean's experience except for the world-class composer i don't think i qualify there but like you can uh, you can't quite get (laughs) that but you could get uh i'll give you composition lessons too if somebody wants to uh might not want it but the the you go to tampasa.org and you can even see pictures of our group. Um, we call it Fuse. It happens on Wednesday nights and we have 50 kids who are part of that program. Actually, I'm sitting in a room right now with musical instruments all around me and music stands up because it's the quietest room I can find right now. But th- that's something that's being replicated all across the country and, and really all across the world. And I hope we have time to get into some of your experiences in Nigeria. So one of the things too is, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I can say one, one thing, and my experience is not that unique though with the Salvation Army, you know, yeah. um, which, which is cool. Like, 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 it's not like, you know, I'm this one kid that, you know, uh, Salvation Army, you know, came and you know taught me, and then here I am today. I, I, I you know, I that that's always not unique. Um, uh, yeah. You know, it it it, it, it happens. I, I can name several people. Um, you, you just in my, um, my community or what we call division 
that benefited from cyber in similar ways in our professional uh, um, uh, musicians, or not even that, gone on to to uh, pretty much out of their, out of their own social economic, uh, you, you know, um, you know, where they where they grew up, you know, um, they're, 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 challenges, they're different... yeah. yeah, right, right. So, yeah, hey, my grandfather, my. Um grandfather on my my maternal grandfather he came to the salvation army and he had he like basically been sent there by the police because he got in so many fights and so they offered him a cornet and that's how he got involved i mean just it's one of those unique things and i've uh, often it's something like that that is a bridge something else and sometimes it's not a musical lesson sometimes it's disaster relief or it's something right. else and, and one of the unique things too i'm sorry i keep on bringing up your mom but i just love her so right. much and she's no, serving right. now she leads the salvation army shelter in lexington i mean she's like been running that program for decades so like god's using all of that and i i do want to i would love to be able to get to your experience because one thing's unique is like when i said your name and when people see your name written down they do, probably don't know always how to pronounce it um but you have your your mom is American, but your dad is from Nigeria. Is that correct? Yeah. So um, I'm first generation Nigerian on my dad's side. He immigrated over here um, uh, for college and um, and met my mom and had my twin sister and me. And um, and so that didn't work out for them. Uh, and so mm-hmm. he went back. He went back to Africa for a while when I was really young. Um, mm-hmm. He would go come back and forth. So and so um, that's a whole another story. I into yeah, uh, yeah. another time, but 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 the blessing is, I have a great relationship with my father, even though he wasn't around. Um, right, right. Um, and and I consider that a matter of God's grace too. That um, I'm I'm close with my father. Um, yeah. Um, even even though uh, uh, how I grew up, it's easy for me not to be. Um, but he, he right. he's a phenomenal he's a phenomenal human being, and 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 and, and when I'm most excited what what i'm most um i guess grateful for is that for my father is that i had this african heritage that i know about that most uh of the vast majority of black americans don't know about about uh, you know i can go back generations on my dad's side in in in, in nigeria um and so so that's what i'm most grateful for i i I really i i um um, i have this heritage um that, that i that i know about I, I, I hope we can, when we start to get further in your journey, talk about some of the scholarly work you've done in that regard, too, and some of the um, things you've written about um, you, you know, being a Nigerian and, and even your pride in, in that. I love that. But it, it, back to Salvation Army in Lexington. What, did the Salvation Army in Lexington kind of, in light of your father not being around, there were male figures there who stepped into your life? Uh, obviously, Jim Kerno, who's already been mentioned, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, at the church, you know, uh, oh, oh, my word, se- se- several people, um, um, you know, took on that role. Uh, um, you know, I can mention, for example, a guy named uh, Doug Gray. Right. Um, right. Um, you know, um, uh, who who um, who took on that role as, as a as a male role model, um, um, but. Yeah, and then and obviously, uh, obviously, you have musical role models like like the Kernos and the Holtzes, and right. um, um, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I had that, and, and which I'm which I'm truly grateful for. Um, we had we had certain officers that we connected with, or officers of Salvation Army ministers. You may know this already. That yeah, yeah. That that that, that came and 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 were very special to us, like um, 
like um, uh, Roger, Bob Green. Uh, Roger, Bob Green, Roger's his brother, yeah. Bob Green, Bob and Donna Green. Um, um, uh, Bob Green, um, um, you know, died. Um, so he's not here with us anymore, but, but he was, yeah. he was very important in my life. Um, yeah. And, and it's mother's time for ministers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love, I love that part. And we could probably could spend a whole conversation just on that, but you end up going to Asbury university and you had this great competition at Asbury university with this, you know, kind of an energetic guy from Chicago, right? <laughs> and so I will admit there was a bit of a competition. And I will say that whenever we went head to head, you know, you, you won two and I won one. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you had, a, you, you were able to study more formally there with, um, with, with uh, Jim, Jim Kerno and others too. And um, I, I, I want, I'm not trying to jump past Asbury because I, I Oh, Obviously, sure. it's a key part of my life. But t- just give me briefly what Asbury meant to you. Well, um, well, Asbury to me was about community, a community that, that I really, really needed. Um, mm. uh, well, well, I didn't, well, I didn't say needed, but I didn't know I needed. Um, um, wow. Because because I I lived. In, um, yes, I had great instruction, I had great classes, but but I met my best friends there. You know, I yeah. lived I, I I lived in the dorm. And and two friends in particular, you know, I had two best men in my wedding, and and, and they were both my best men in my wedding, and and we're still mm-hmm. really good friends. Um, and so um, I I grew up in a house of of, of all women, uh, which and mm-hmm. I and I and I'm married and have two kids, and so now I'm in a house of all women too. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so I never really had like um, a community of brothers that I lived with, um, men right. that I lived with, and so and so. And so that, 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 that was a very important um, 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 time in my life. Um, and, 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 like, and, and these are, these are not just, just um, you know, roommates. Um, you right. know, the, 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 these were people who had the same focus as I did in terms of uh, pretty much Jesus Christ and, and, and the kingdom. And, and, and so, mm-hmm. so, so, so we grew, up, so we grew uh, together um, in, in this Christian brotherhood um, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's long-lasting. Yes, and you had um, some musical experiences there as well. Like I know you you wrote um, like what your your whole senior recital was based around One Piece, right? You want to talk about that? Um, oh my gosh, I can't remember. Um, oh, wasn't it like a a mass? Oh did yeah, you do, like, yeah, I did, I did. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it's so long ago. It's so long ago. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, oh, you I don't did. have to talk about that. If yeah, it, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I, I, I remember. I, I did a mass. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a mass uh, ordinary, which is, which is, uh, which was, was, yeah, I remember that now. It was, but I actually liked a lot. Um, and I, also, I remember I did a, a piano trio um, on uh, right. on the poem of William Carlos Williams, um, and a set of variations. I actually, I, I, I do remember that now. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So long ago. Uh, and uh, then we, you make a move to um, go to Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, and where you, you. Um, move through kind of like moving more towards um, the academic community. Was it while while you were there that you figured out that you wanted to be a um, a professor as opposed to like a film score composer or just a freelance composer? Yeah, it was really interesting. People people um, um, asked me, you know, Sean, you know, when did you know when did you know that you wanted to become a professor? And it was, it was honestly, I went to CCM, Society Conservatory of Music, and I and I was a TA. Um, a yeah. graduate assistant, and, and so I had to, so I taught orchestration, 
and it was a class. It was an autonomous class. I made my own syllabus, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I and I taught uh, I get several sections, um, and uh, of this class. And I remember walking the class like the first day, mm-hmm. um, and like I'm talking, people are like writing things down that I say, and like uh-huh. they think I'm, and, and they think I'm funny. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. I need to do this for for permission. Like, I'm like the king <laughs> of this room. Um, and so, yeah, so it, it was. It wasn't until I actually did it that 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 I that I, that I wanted to pursue a be, being being professor. At that point, I just wanted to compose. You know, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 uh, but but pursuing life in in, in, in academia, I, I, that wasn't in my that I wasn't thinking that way until I actually had the experience. Yeah, and and I love right. it. This episode of Captain's Corner is brought to you by WPO Development. I have a good friend, Keith Waters, who's the CEO of WPO Development, and he has a phrase he uses all the time that I have found to be very helpful, and it's this. If you don't know where you are going, any path will take you there. Isn't that true? Both in our personal lives and especially in our ministries. It is critical that we all have a clear plan and a path to where we want to go. Keith and his company, WPO, have worked with the Salvation Army and other ministries across the country and can help you develop a strong mission planning study all the way up to managing a capital campaign. I'm currently working with Keith and his team here in Tampa and would urge you to contact them if you have any planning or campaign needs at info at wpodevelopment.com or you can just Google them and find their website as well. God bless you. Okay, so I'm going to make, make a kind of like a little shift here because like what happens is, okay, some people who are connected to the Salvation Army and already know about the Salvation Army's musical like a world and all of the literature, musical literature that's published in the Army, they'll, like, they'll say, well, this guy, he's a composer. He studied Jim Kerno, Ron Holtz. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I know Robert Redhead and I know, um, let's see, like some, some more kind of contemporary composers, but I don't see Sean's name there very much. I mean... It may, maybe people remember some of the like you do have some some music published in the army, right. but that's not what you're writing, right? You've not you're not like seeing like brat, the brass band genre as where you're writing. And, and some people, if they hear your music, they might not they might not connect with it right away. So, and I think all that has to do with like what's going on as you're developing as a as a composer at Asbury and then Cincinnati and and then as a professor. Talk talk to you about that. Like and what I'm asking yeah. I guess specifically is like what type of composer are you, Sean? <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because I, because I almost feel kind of guilty. <laughs> 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 because um Yes, early on, um, you know, I, I, I had you know, some pieces written, uh, that I wrote for the Salvation Army, um, but the Salvation Army is, is, a, is a unique genre, okay? Yes. Um, it's brass banding is, or you say... Yeah, yeah, brass banding, you know, people, people may say it's not, but it really is. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a, a very, uh, it's a beautiful genre of music, but, but, but it's very specific. Yes. And so, um, um, in my training, in my formal training, you know, I went... Um, more the the contemporary classical uh, route, if you will. So I, I, yes. I, I guess I guess analogy is I guess a, a analogy is um, someone who plays who grew up playing trumpet in the Salvation Army, okay, right. uh, who who played in all the brass bands, who did all the music camps, 
but then right. goes on to be an orchestral musician in the New York Philharmonic. A very right. different genre. Okay. Yeah. And so that, that, that's kind of what I did, um, where I got music education from the Salvation Army. I even wrote some stuff from the Salvation Army, but, but, but I took on a more, um, um, I, I, guess, I guess, traditional, um, um, you know, um, um, composition route in, in terms of contemporary classical music. And so I don't, I don't do much uh, with the Salvation Army. Um, in fact, I don't think I'm even that. I, I don't think I would be good at it. It's interesting. You know, it, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Being, I'm being serious. It's, it's, a, it's a very different genre. I, I just don't don't think I'd be yeah. I'll, I'll be good at it. I remember I wrote a brass band piece probably five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, that um, on, 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 on the beautiful hymn Repton, um, it's a beautiful hymn. Yeah. And yes. I wrote a brass band piece for the Lexington Brass Band, and. Um, I don't know what they thought of it. I'm sure they, I feel like they hated it probably. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, um, but, um, I, I did, I did a transcription of that for, for brass choir that the CCM brass, uh, the Cincinnati Conservatory brass choir did. And oh, awesome. they, and they, ate, they ate it. it and they ate it up. I mean, wow, was, I'm sure. Um, yeah, but it, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a, so what I was trying to do is bring my style into the brass band and I don't know if I was too successful with with with, with that. So, um, um, well, let me uh, let me uh, jump on a few things with that. Yeah. Like, uh, so like, uh, just a kind of one kind of humorous story. Um, I heard an interview with Philip Cobb. You know, Philip Cobb. He plays in a L- yeah, yeah, London Symphony Orchestra, and um, so he's the son of a famous brass band cornet player, like generationally great trumpet cornet player. Well, he plays in, um, and he's an amazing cornet player. Like. In trumpet player, but he's in London um, uh, Philharmonic, London Symphony. I forget whatever, whatever one it is. And so interesting thing, like I saw an interview with him um, where he was talking like trumpet world, and he wasn't in army world at all. And these guys were like, so your dad's in th- this, and you every now and then step in to play in the brass band. And he started talking about the brass bands like as if it was like street ball. Yeah, I like to go and do a do a little banding every now it's a little rough or this, like right. he was like, you know, like it gets a little rough down there going so like I thought this is kind of a similar idea just to highlight like what that is. I mean, it's kind of like the difference between like you know, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, like, like like a professional basketball player and playing on the street. I don't know if that, right. that exactly works. But then I also wanted to comment too, like I just love this. Um, one thing, it, while I am not a composer, I have about a dozen pieces published and they're all in the Savage Army, you know, literature. But the um, thing I, I love hearing in your story is like we both were so influenced by Jim Kerno in that you know, he didn't make us, and this is a, this is a lesson for teachers and preachers of all kinds. Is that he did not make us into little Jim Kernos. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't he didn't expect like the piece the pieces that I wrote that I'm most proud of, um, and the things I've done even after are the things that are completely different. Like you would never think that oh okay yeah that's Jim Kernos that's Jim Kernos boy or so so to speak or like, um, and I think that is one of the most the beautiful things that can be said about a teacher is that they find your gifting and then they pull out th- that gifting and make it flower. Yeah, your own, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, your own voice. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, oh, I, I agree. You know, I still send send Jim stuff. I mean, he's a mentor's right? mentor, you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 um, yeah, we do very different things. Okay. Right. And, his, and, 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 and he knows you do different things by, by his opinions, but no, Jim taught me, 
well, the craft, the composition. But right, uh, right. he taught me that. But 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 he taught me just uh, you know m- m- more philosophically what a composer is, why I compose. You know. Amen. Um, and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't make me to be like him. He he, he said, well, "This is Sean." Okay. I want I yeah. want I, I want to try to make Sean the best composer Sean can be. You know, is his style, his voice, and 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 right. yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm forever grateful for that. You know, you, you posted something a few weeks ago. You're an active social media uh, person, just to right. say. So if you want a, an interesting follow, uh, you can <laughs> g- follow Sean. And um, you posted a, p- a piece that you had done and uh, working on, it. and it's extremely technical. Like, and you know, but, but <laughs> Jim Jim even had a little point where he kind of uh, on Facebook pushed back with you because you know one of his things is, well, if you write it, you should be able to play it. <laughs> right, and, right, uh, right, right. And like. There is no way, and like you're a good musician, no doubt about. But on your phonium or singing, piano, you would never be able to play what you wrote. No, but like there's those little things. <laughs> no, 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 and 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 um, and, and I, I remember I remember writing back, remember writing back, um, and and it's, I'm, I'm spoiled. I, I my I have I work with some world class collaborators that can do anything. And so, yeah, yeah. and so, and so, um, I, I'm at the point where I, I can write anything, and they'll play it, and they'll play it, you know, you know, amazingly. So, 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 yeah, so, 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 yeah. So I write these things that are quite challenging, um, right? But I, I, I have collaborators that that will that that that, that could do them. Um, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> Okay, so I'll speed up here through some. So, I mean, I love to talk about like your dissertation, the pieces that you did there. By what we won't have time for that. People can look that up about you. And then you went, you went and able to get to Union, Union College, Union University, mm-hmm. and and then um, that was your first like kind of tenure track sort of position. And then, and that's a liberal arts Christian school. And then you made you got mm-hmm. into like probably the top Christian. Um, university in the country in Wheaton, and they have a, a whole conservatory um, where you've. It, it, is it correct that your your official title are you professor? And you just received tenure too, professor of, of theory and composition. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I received tenure tenure several years ago, but I, I just got promoted to full professor. The oh, full. Pro- that's it. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. And so and so yeah and so yeah. So I'm, Congratulations. I'm com- no, thank you, professor of composition and music theory here at at Wheaton College Conservatory. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you what do you do on a regular basis in that role? Well, uh, first of all, uh, it, it really is a dream job. I have some great uh, composition students, um, um, amazing uh, uh, colleagues. But, but I primarily uh, in the, in this role, I teach uh, composition and music theory. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and uh, some administrative things, but 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 mainly composition and music theory. Uh, um, and it's, it's, it's been the blessing of, 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 of my life. I have some great colleagues here, um, uh, world-class musicians, but also, um, outside of the conservatory, um, you know, in the, um, you know, many different departments, uh, uh working with theology, biology, yeah, 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 psychology, yeah, yeah. all yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theology, psychology, economics, you know, yes. um, history, politics, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's great that I can engage with, with, uh, oh, English department, my word, I, 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 I can engage with, with, with these scholars from different disciplines. Yeah. I'd love to talk. I'd love to hear more about Wheaton at some point if we have time. But I want to talk too about some of the um, things that you're doing now. So, 
Um, f- first, bef- and this is a little old now, you had you had a CD that was made on spirituals. And mm-hmm. so I'd love to hear just a- about that project and then your motivation for doing it, which are you know, two separate questions. Yeah, so I'll talk about the mo- my motivation first. But Okay, uh, great, great. So, 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 so basically, um, when I was in grad school, um, I made a conscious effort to to connect with the music of my mother and music of my father. Okay, that's why okay. I did work. With, that's why I would ultimately do work in West Africa and studying West African um, music. Um, yes. Because um, that's West African, but also um, the music of my mother, who was African-American, which is rooted, her, her roots are rooted in slavery. And, right. uh, and, and, the, and the musical tradition that came from that um, uh, Negro slave song, Negro spiritual. Um, and so, and so, um, and then I was fascinated with a whole uh, uh, art form, and so I've done an extensive work in that. And so, um, I think 2015, 2014, 15, uh, I decided it's a post tenure project. I decided to do an album of uh, of my reimaginations of Negro spirituals. Um, mm. and it's one of my favorite projects. I, I, in fact, um, and that that became quite successful. And I'm actually doing a second uh, volume two. Hopefully that will be released here soon in a couple months. Uh, oh of, wow! Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we have we have one, only one more track to record, um, and and I'm super excited about about, about that project too. But but it's it's become it's funny how how um, I didn't think the, the, the spiritual would become a big part of my uh, creative output or, or my professional yeah um, um, you know output, but because of that first album, um, it, it's become pretty significant a part of what I do and what I study, both not just as a composer or, or, or as, as, as a creative person, but also as, as a scholar. Yeah, and, and, and I just realized as I was, you're talking about it, one of the unique things about um, your album is it's all African-American performers, and mm-hmm. one of them is one that I can't believe I jumped over, and that was your wife, Dorothy, who is yes. a violist. Yes. And, um, and so she's on that album, too. So you, you got, I, I don't want to, significant portion of your life, I jumped over it. You, you guys met while at CCM. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> but that, it, she's a great performer. If you listen to those those tracks, but you have um, if, tell about the variety of ensembles and groups that you write for on that album. Well, okay, so so so, so, so the primary so, so the primary musicians are actually Will Liverman, and yes. um, who's the baritone and Paul Sanchez. He's, he's actually a, a Mexican, a Mexican American. Mm. But but, oh, okay. but 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 Will Liverman um, uh, is a world class. Uh, uh, a baritone. He went to Wheaton College um, for his undergrad. Then he went to Juilliard, and he wow. uh, and he's he sings everywhere, including um, um, the Metropolitan Opera. Uh, wow. Um, um, in fact, he was a, he just became the first Black Papageno in Magic Flute, which was uh, which was which was wow. like, amazing. But another musician on there is Janae Bridges. Um, now she's she's going to be more significant on my next CD, but she sings in a couple tracks on this last CD. And she is all over the place too. I mean, wow. um, you know, both in Europe uh, and in America, singing every major opera uh, house, including the Met, uh, also. Mm. Um, and she is just um, she she she's fantastic. She actually she actually uh, premiered one of the spirituals that are, that are going to be on my second album at Carnegie Hall uh, uh, a couple years wow. ago. And, and so. Um, uh, yeah, you all just so, heard that, right? Everybody listening, that I'm talking to a serious composer. He had a piece yeah. 
premiered in Carnegie Hall. Just, just, just yeah. <laughs> think about that for a second, okay? Yeah, right. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was extraordinary. Uh, as, you know, you know, my wife and I went up to New York, you know, and, and yeah. you know, went to the concert. But, but, um, and then um, uh, an amazing flute pay- player named Kane Thompson Reduce. He, he's, okay. he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Detroit-based flute player. He's phenomenal. Um, and then my wife, who's, who's um, uh, an extraordinary violist. Um, and so, yeah, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and so, uh, yeah, and so I'm, I'm just, I mean, in many ways I feel like a fraud because, hmm. because, because whatever I write, they're going to make sound good. They can be awesome, hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, just so, I'm, I'm just so blessed to, that I can write for these extraordinary people and they'll just bring my music to life and, 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 and they believe in it. You know, because because it's interesting, like, you know, Will, yeah. especially Will and Janae, that, that, that first album was kind of early on in their career, you know, um, yes. and now since, since my second album, not because of my album, but because of them, they exploded, you know, and so so they didn't have to come back to my second album. You know, they, you know, they, 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 they could have been like, no, I'm too busy. Yeah, that's I'm right. They didn't need it for their no, career. No, no, right? no, they totally don't. Didn't. But, 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 but they, I believe in them and they believe in me and, 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 and we collaborate very well together. So it was like, no question, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Now the, that CD, by the way, Sean is very generously making one available. And if you have gotten this far in this podcast and if you share this podcast on Facebook or Twitter, and you're the first one to share it, you'll get a free copy of this CD. So anyways, do it now if you can. And um, thanks, Sean, too, for doing that. Yeah, and no I, if, if you don't get it for free, I'll make, sh- you know, I'll, I'll make sure I point you to where you can get it, and you'll love it. And there's some real, it's just a, and, and this is a great, great piece, too, because like some people, um, not just piece, a great uh, project, um, some people might not be able to connect to some of the contemporary classical music that you write, but this is extremely accessible. But even people who are kind of familiar with the language of modern music will hear things in the in the CD that will connect with you. No, so. I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that, uh, Andy, um, uh, because that, that was my goal. But my goal was to write, to, to do a project that my mom would for sure like. Not like because I wrote it, <laughs> like that she could enjoy it. But also, right, right. Doing, right. So also do it in such a way where it can be respected in the academy, also. And so, so yes. that, that that was that was my that was my my goal. So so thank you for for, for pointing that out. Yeah. Um, just give me a quick list of like a, a maybe a bullet point of some of the other pieces that you've done that you're proud of and um, that you would like to share with everybody. Yeah. So, um, um, you know, uh, so two pieces. Well, I, I did an orchestra piece based on. Um, my time, my, 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 work in Kenya, East Africa, not West Africa, but East Africa. Um, and so, so yes, that, yes. that won second prize in the American prize several years ago for, for wow. a special composition. Um, and so I'm proud of that piece. It's an orchestra piece called Stomp the Dust. Um, hmm. um, um, there's a, a flute, uh, there's a piece for solo flute, just one flute. Uh, wow. called On a Poem by Miho Nonaka, Harvard Square. Mm-hmm. That's probably probably my most performed piece, um, right. uh, and that won a competition too several years ago. Um, and so um, um, that that piece was a fun piece because I was able to collaborate with uh, one of my one of my favorite poets, Miho Nunaka. Um, she's also a colleague of mine at um, at Wheaton uh, a College. Wow. 
um, and 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 some um, interesting projects coming up uh, um, that I'm excited about. Uh, one called Fractured Water, uh, commissioned by the Fifth House Ensemble, a premier new, new music ensemble Chicago, and and that's okay. about and that's about um, bringing aware, uh, bringing awareness to water pollution and conservation. Um, okay. And then, <laughs> in, I'll end with this. Um, uh, this piece I just finished for Will Liverman and Paul Sanchez. It was a commission. It's called Two Black Churches. And yes. basically, and basically um, 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 two movements. Uh, and, and the first movement is, 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 is about the, Birmingham, the 1960s Birmingham uh, church bombing um, it, where, where the four little girls were, were killed. Um, and then the last movement, the, uh, the second movement is about uh, the the, Char- the 2015 Charleston shooting, wow. um, and so um, I, I use uh, Dudley Randall's um, uh, Battle of Birmingham um, uh, for, for for the first movement, and then a brand okay. new poem written for, just for this uh, just for this project by the by the poet laureate of South Carolina, Marcus uh, Amaker. Uh, wow! You know, and so I'm super excited about that about that project. Has that already been premiered? That, the no, two no, black no, churches. no, it's going to be recorded here in March and premiered, I think, a little bit later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I would, I'm, I just don't have enough time. But yeah. I do want to, it's, it's a nice segue, though, to think about your experience as a black American, but mm-hmm. also I'm kind of interested in, and maybe we can just choose which one we're going to, like your experience as a black salvationist. Now, people won't be surprised that they're across, like in the Salvation Army, Broadly is a very diverse church, and if you're come to the Salvation Army here in Tampa, I mean, you see a lot of diversity. But yet, there are still there are still some challenges um, for the Salvation Army. Like uh, while we have had an, um, a black national commander, um, yeah. there's very few divisional leaders um, who've made their way toward that. But also, um, it's an interesting experience too. And, and you just correct me if I say something wrong here. Like I want to mm-hmm. use the best language. But um, generally, our churches have a, a more Anglo feel, a white feel mm-hmm. to them, and um, that's that's something that you've probably had to. And you grew up in the Salvation Army as your church. That was your right. ecclesial home. But yet, it's like you've worked in the, the spiritual. And it's not like we're um, we're. I think we're very open church, like a very welcoming church. But yet, the culture of it, kind of the worship style. Is and there are some like African American the places your Salvation Army should go to and you say that's a black church like definitely right. but in in style but talk to me about like I, I just want to hit on the Salvationist yeah. side about being a black Salvationist yeah so so um, I'm about to wrap that up so so Salvation Army um um is the, the the thing about Salvation Army is they do so much for for the poor you know um mm-hmm. uh, you know. Disaster, things like that, and 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 and, and because so much for for um, um, the quote least of these in society, many times those are the minorities in society. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so, so I think because Salvation Army does so much for Black people, <laughs> Latinos, you know, um, you know, in terms of you know, help, they think that that may be enough. You know, that they're, that they're right, diverse. Right. 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 <laughs> And it's not really the case because the Salvation Army has had many generals. Um, since, uh, a general is the leader of the church, but they've all been white, all of right. them. Okay, and, now, and that's not just like an American thing. The fact that we're just we're in 131 countries. 
Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> Most, yeah, yeah, the average yeah. salvationist globally is not a white person. <laughs> right, right, right. But, 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 but the leadership is, is white. But now, now, now what, what we can't boast about is there have been women leaders. Um, right. And so, and, so, and so we can definitely boast about that. But, uh, and, 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 so, and so, yes, while they do a lot for the black community, and, and while I love this, I can say a, a million great things about the church. Um, right. I, do, uh, I do think that um, in terms of diversity, um, and, and, you know, um, there's, there's ways to go. And, and to me, that starts with, with, with leadership. So, so, so we can mm-hmm. actually see people in charge um, that look more like me or look more like, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know not, not, non, non-white. Um, and, right. and, 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 it's, and, and you can't say that there are not those out there. Because they are, right. you know, uh, um, so, so yeah, so, so, so that's that. So. Yeah, so I appreciate you being willing to talk about that. And it is like, um, it is a sense of peace. There is something important about being, um, a, about, I forget the, like kind of the best way of saying it, but being able to see somebody in a position to think, right. oh, I could do that. Like, and um, I think that, that there is, there, there is this kind of balance between individualism in our corporate reality, our corporate identity, and that's something right. that has like it, it like it's there's no easy answers on that, but certainly it's something we have to be striving to do better in um, as as a movement, as a Salvation Army movement movement. Right, um, and, and uh, it's interesting too. Like um, part of you attend the the Oak Brook Terrace Core, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's in part, but like your commitment to as a, as a Christian is first. Like um, there was times where in your life where you had to, you didn't attend the Salvation Army Corps that was close right. by. Tell me about like why you've like why you've stuck with the army, or what, what well, leads you to be a Salvationist today. Well, well, honestly, honestly, my 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 wife, my wife has no connection to the Salvation Army, so it needed to be a place where she felt comfortable with. Okay. Right. For me, I I owe the Salvation Army so much. That even if the church is like not, you know, my thing, you know, the African Bible Study right. Church, I right. I would still go and try to help it out as much as I can, you know, do, 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 you, right. know you know, do what I can to to, to serve. Okay, um, right. I'm not sure if that's the right perspective or not, but I, my 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 allegiance is to, to Salvation Army and and, 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 to, and to do what I can to help serve. Now my wife doesn't have that connection, okay? Right, so right. It, it had to be a place and um, um, where 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 she can grow and she can feel connected to also, because um, we live in places where that didn't happen. Uh, and so the Salvation Army in Oak Brook Terrace, um, um, it, it's been great for uh, for us uh, primarily because of um, of community we have um, in terms of family. Um, right. You know. You know. Like you're a, involved in a small group. Right. Or you right. Have been. Right. Right, you know, you know, we have, we have a group of friends who literally are our age, like born same year. I'm not even joking. Our age, wow, <laughs> with yeah. like two kids, <laughs> you know. Wow. And so and our kids, kind of, our kind of have grown up together, and so so, so we so we so we have that community, um, 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 yeah, which, which which is very special. Um, you know, moved to Chicago, it made the transition, um, so much easier. You know, yeah, because we have instant, you know, community, which, which, which is which is very important. Yeah, I, um, I, I kind of, I, I, we're running out of time, I and mean, I know you have a meeting to go to. I think we probably need to spend more time talking about race in the mm-hmm. Salvation Army at some yeah. other time. But um, you brought up your kids. Tell us about your kids. 
tell oh. t- just just brag on them for a minute <laughs> yeah, their names they're, ages no, no, and what they're no, into they're, they're 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 great it's um it's funny because uh uh our kids our kids parents my wife and I were both professional musicians so which means our kids grew up hearing my wife practice viola for hours and hours a day and so and so they're they're, they're six and sorry they're seven and eight years old um yeah. and so um the eight-year-old plays piano and the and the um seven-year-old uh plays violin well they both play violin but the seven-year-old right. studies by uh, both seven-year-old studies violin and so they've been playing okay. since they've been playing since age three or four and and um and uh, but 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 they started but they started uh, you know these these kinder music classes when they were like four or five months old which, which, so they've been they've been doing music all their lives pretty much so wow. it's, it's, really, it's really special so, yeah man it's great well we i love to hear your story and all god's been doing in your life you know like just thinking of those that time we you know this in some ways you can see god's provenient grace at work and <laughs> as you got picked up um, and somebody brought you to the Salvation Army and your mom and all these various things and even how God's used the experience of your of your dad and Africa in your experience and I just love how you've cultivated all that and I will say one of the great things that you do is beyond being a you know excellent composer um, great you know husband and dad I'm sure but you're a hustler I think that that's the thing that kind of and and, and you you and I both both were kind of hustlers at Asbury University together um and like part of the thing is like you have to hustle to get music played and to get musicians and to get opportunities and you're a bit of a uh, in a good and I mean this in the best possible way a politician yeah like create an audience you created an audience at Asbury people wanted to hear your music yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I tell people, unfortunately, um, and I say, this is unfortunately, that's part of, of, of the game. You have to be, you have to be out there, you know, sometimes, you know, and, and, and what's nice is once you're out there, you have, you, you can be less of a hustler because it, cause your music, it, it, it's kind of, it's like, it's like a snowball effect. But initially, yes, yes. you have to like put yourself out there, you know, you know, um, in some, in a couple of ways in, 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 in terms of being, in terms of promoting yourself. Some people right. don't like to say, Play my music. Keep on music. Right. This is good piece. Right. You know. The, the, you know. And so, especially Christians, which 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 humility is something that 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 is not necessarily. I mean, it, it, humility is something that that, that that we cherish. You know. But but to go right. and say, you know, to, to, to act in ways they may not seem humble, <laughs> it's hard for people. Yes. Yes. So, uh, but 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 unfortunately, once you're at a certain level, that's less and less. You can just kind of it can kind of just happen. You know. So. What will give? Last question. We'll give some advice to a, a young composer, like a high school student who's just like playing around, trying to figure out, like maybe they're they have some music software and making some things go. Like, what would you what would you advise them to do? Yeah. So um, just write, 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 write. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, second thing, what's actually is the most important thing. Listen, listen to mm. a lot of music and not music like like, like composers that are still alive. Okay. Um, you yes. know, uh, because if you're a 21st century composer, you want to know what composers in 21st century are writing, all different types. And if you can um, afford it, which I know not many, not not everyone can do that. Um, if you can, if you can get comp, comp lessons or, or someone just to kind of look over your music and, and guide you a little bit, um, uh, you know that 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 would be great too. And with technology, um, um, you know, with Skype lessons, I mean things like that. Mm. I mean, it, it's very easy to do. Um, nowadays, you don't have to have a physical composer right there. Um, um, yeah. So, 
Yeah. And but I think like one thing I saw you do that I, that I did too, and it's hard, and like I am no position to give advice uh, as mm. a, like a, with a career, but I think you and I both, we were always carrying music around with us. And like oh, when yeah. we got around, I, when I would be around, a, when somebody would come to town, to Wilmore, to, mm. or and when, I, when I was around somebody as a teenager and I knew they had written something, I'd be like, could you look at this? Could you, could you, could you, could you help me? And I think if you do that, like you're just seeking that, that input, that then even if you don't become a professional composer, asking good questions, seeking advice, like getting lessons, those type of, and it might be not formal. It might just be you get, um, like I remember often like having uh, Bill Himes at our Central Music Institute, who is a, a composer I admire, um, just like sit down at the piano with me and listen to my music. And um, that was a key key thing to be able to just get in a position to do that. So I'm glad you're, and it's, I didn't even think about getting Skype lessons. Wow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, with technology, I mean, I mean, that's relatively new you know, a uh, thing, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really easy. I mean, I mean, yeah. So. Wow. Well, Sean is awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And, you know, we'll just look, look forward to seeing all God's doing in your life. How can people find you? Yeah. Online? Well, well, my, my, my name is very unique. So Sean Uh, mm-hmm. it's really easy. Or if you face Google, Facebook, Sean Pebolo, it's really easy. I'm the only Sean Pebolo. I, well, I, I, I actually have a nephew now who will be much, more successful than I am someday, but uh, okay, but, yeah. But 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 uh, but uh, but right now, but right now, I'm I'm Sean Pablo. Um, you can Google me. It's really it's really. Uh, uh, and you're on Twitter too. Twitter, all, all of that. Right, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Oh. Well, thanks again for joining us here, Sean. God bless you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Captain's Corner. If you'd like to learn more about us, please feel free to check us out at tampasa.org and give us a follow on Twitter at Sal Army Tampa. And of course, go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next time.